Hey guys, what's up? I'm Andy. You're listening to the MSCO podcast. I'm here with my co-host Vaughn Kohler, and you're listening to the podcast that's going to give you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth with no furry animals, unicorns, rainbows, special sauce, sugar coating. Mm, what else could we not give them? Koozies. Koozies. No koozies. No koozies. Uh, no free tickets, no free rides. Basically, it's going to be everything you need to hear and some of the things you don't want to hear. We are here to help you become successful. I started a company 17 years ago with $12,000 I earned from painting those stripes on parking lots. And today, we've grown that company into multiple companies that do over $100 million collectively in revenue per year. My goal here is to tell you guys the truth. There's enough fluffy bullshit out there that you guys can read all over the internet and get into all over, uh, you know, social media. There's all kinds of books out there to tell you that you're a special little delicate flower. Um, and I'm here to tell you that you aren't, um, hopefully the information you get here will be beneficial to you and you take away something. And if it is leave us a review because, uh, over the last couple days we've had 20,000 plus downloads and there's like 50 reviews, which means a lot of you motherfuckers aren't helping us out. Right. Okay. Right. If we don't get reviews, people don't hear what we have to say. The podcast dies, and then I go do something else. Yeah, we should randomly reward. That's reviewers. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, let I me mean, know. twenty thousand people, only fifty people are going to write a review. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. thought the whole point of this podcast was don't be fucking lazy. You know. <laughs> right, right. If, if surely we've helped you out if you're listening. Yeah. You know, continuously yeah. write us a review, yeah. man. Hook what, us up. What they have done though is is sent a lot of questions. Right. Yeah. And actually, before I ask one of the questions that I thought was one of the better questions, uh, I have to tell you about this exciting thing that happened to me yesterday. I was sitting next to this guy and girl talking, and the lady, attractive lady, she looked a little older. Uh, she kept on talking to this guy, and she was showing him pictures, and she was saying, "Oh yeah, and that's a picture of me with Brett." And then later on, she'd say, "That's a picture of me with." David. And then later on, she'd say, that's a picture of me with Sammy. And I got to thinking, no, wait a minute, Brett, David, and Sammy. And I said, I got to just ask, are you, well, are you talking about like the lead singers of eighties rock bands? And she laughed. She said, yeah, yeah. So she was a DJ. So she had all these pictures of her with like Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth. And yeah, man, I remember like David Lee Roth. Right, right. When I was a kid, we used to listen to that song jump and we would like jump off like the third step of my grandma's house. We thought we were awesome. Right. We tried to do like the splits, but we, were, me and my brother were both kind of fat when we were little. Well, we're both still kind of fat, but right. basically it makes it hard to do those kind of splits. You know, yeah. like his little yeah, split yeah. thing he did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. With the to, high kick. I can still you know? do that shit pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Brian Adams did a pretty good high kick. But yeah. the, anyway, it got me thinking because one of the questions that somebody asked was, Andy, what kind of mi- music do you listen to to get pumped up? Oh, man. Because I listen to 80s music because I'm old enough. Yeah, you're pretty old. I am. You're like, like Grandpa Vaughn. I'm, I'm really old, even yeah. though you know a lot. So of if you got a question for Vaughn, you can address it to Grandpa Vaughn. Grandpa Vaughn. MFCEO. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Um, you know, I go through phases. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like all music. Uh, I play a little bit of guitar. It's something I picked up when I was 30. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. But I do enjoy all kinds of music. So it really just depends on what phase I'm in. Um, right now... Um, <clears throat> Shamefully, I have to admit that I'm listening to BPM on, on, on my uh, XM. And I think it's because I work with a bunch of young guys who are fucking weird. And they got me on this shit. And, yeah. and like it's, uh, 
Yeah, Tyler's laughing because he knows he's like the main culprit. Tyler's our producer, yeah. by the way. <clears throat> but I'm 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 into that because it's mindless and like it's just I just I'm kind of burnt out on everything else, man. I was listening to a lot of backspin, a lot of uh, early hip hop for for quite a long time, and then you know I was a country before that. Right. And I just go through phases, man. I like it all. I mean, in terms of like getting pumped up, like going to the gym pumped up. I mean, you know, I don't know, man. I listen to a lot of a lot of really um, it's either hip hop or metal. Yeah. You know, and it'll or be Taylor like, Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Dude, yeah. she's hot. She, I mean, I think she's hot. She, she's a lot of, she gets a lot of heat, yeah. but I listen to her basically because she's hot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's fair. It, that's I mean, fair. It's, it doesn't you know, make any sense, but <laughs> well, it does kind of, but, uh, so as, as good as this banter is, I want to, uh, insert a couple logistical details about uh, some things. Obviously we have been giving, getting lots of, uh, lots of questions and, uh, different things. So, I wanted to let everybody know, um, thank you for your questions so much. We really appreciate it. I, we're getting such a flood of them that I'm, I'm helping Andy just kind of go through them. So give us, give us a little time to, uh, to get back to you. We try to try to do it in a timely manner, but please, please give us some time. Uh, it's askandy at the mfceo.com. And then along with that, a ton of you guys have, have asked Andy about uh, his book recommendations. So we're going to try to incorporate that into every podcast at some point in the uh Let's just get course, that out of the way now. You want to do it now? Yeah, man. Okay, because well, what, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to talk about sales. And right. a lot of you guys who came here, you know, we have we have a pretty diverse group of people. We have, we have a lot of people who listen straight for motivation. We have a lot of people who listen for business advice, entrepreneurial advice, small business advice is where, you know, my expertise comes from. Um, and for you guys who are coming here for motivation and you hear the word sales, and you think, oh, I don't need to know about sales, you're wrong. All right? Sales are... An integral part of your success, whether you're actually selling or not, mm-hmm. because what it ultimately comes down to is your ability to create positive relationships with people and to connect with people. And that's where the opportunities flow from other people. And and that comes down to selling yourself. And I'm not talking about selling yourself in a cheesy way with, you know, hey, nice to meet you. Let me, you know, can I get you a cup of coffee? Oh, what are you here for today? Like at the fucking car lot. I'm talking about being interesting and learning how to how to engage people the proper way. So we're going to go through a lot of those things today um, that all encompass the term sales. Right. All right. right. Um, so for you guys listening for the motivation, uh, this is a big deal. You know, yeah. don't tune out just because you hear the word sales. Yeah. So did you say you're going to actually go ahead and give the recommendation right now? Yeah, we can give the, the book recommendation yeah, right so, now. I get so asked all the time, us. man. I mean, I've got a couple go-tos that I recommend people um, from the beginning. And I recommend them on Instagram a lot. Um, my, my favorite book, uh, is the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz. I feel like when I read that book and I had read a couple hundred books prior to that, when I read that book, a lot of things changed and I feel like it changed my perspective. I think that's an excellent book. Another one of my favorite books, um, that is really good at helping you identify where you're at in your viewpoint and your perspective is the third circle theory. Um, which is actually written by a really good buddy of mine, PJ, who owns The Secret Entourage on Instagram. Okay, so those are great recommendations. Uh, and so specifically, though, how about one on sales? Well, here's the thing, and that's what we're going to learn, is that sales cannot be identified down to a sales manual. Um, that is, that's old school thinking. I feel like the books that I just recommended, along with another one of my favorite books by Jeffrey Gittimer, which is uh, Customer Satisfaction is Worthless, Customer Loyalty is Priceless. Hmm. Awesome book. Um, 
these books that I recommend all combine to help you figure out how to make sales work for you. There's there's no one guide I feel like anymore that is um, a, a great guide to just selling because I feel like right. the terms that are used in most sales books are outdated, you know, and they, they teach you how to go about sales the old school way. And mm-hmm. the old school way about sales is, is basically how to manipulate your customers into buying, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's not mm-hmm. what I believe. It's not what I'm into. Right. Um, with the, the invention of the internet, the invention of social media and the things that have come along, you can no longer sit back in you know the, the 60s and 70s in a boardroom with a bunch of rich stuffy dudes figuring out a strategy on how to quote unquote sell, which, which in that mindset was how do we trick people into buying our products? Mm-hmm. What's the best color we could put it in? What's the best music that's going to convert to sales? Well, how about this? What's the best fucking product? Right. How much? How many problems can we solve with those products? Mm-hmm. Okay. And and with the with the invention of the internet and social media, what's happened is you have a situation now where people give instant feedback. Okay. Back in the '60s and '70s, they weren't able to give that feedback. So now, you know, if you buy a product, let's say you buy a pair of shoes that you know said you're going to jump six inches higher, mm-hmm. and there's been fucking shoes out there that have been advertised to do that. Right. And let, let's say you get those shoes in 1970 how do you let people know they don't work you can't because there is no platform for us to to tell people that it doesn't work the way that they promised it did so it takes a long time for the word of mouth to generate because we don't have the ability to voice our true feedback on the product and nowadays it's the opposite we can give instant feedback so no longer can you quote unquote come up with these sales pitches to present to somebody right. on a product. You have to make a good fucking product. Because right. if, if you don't, people are going to know instantly. Right. That's foundational before any other discussion. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Product has to be solid. Get the idea out of your head. If you're a, if you're a, an entrepreneur, if you're a young business person, if if you're a, in a business that is starting, sales are starting to decline, it's probably because the value you provide and the product you make isn't good enough. And you start looking at that first. Right. Right. So you, know, so you mentioned Jeffrey Gittimer. I know he's on Instagram, at jeffreygittimer.com. Well, no, sorry. At Jeffrey Gittimer. And then uh, do you know what your buddy PJ's Instagram yeah, account is? Yeah, his Instagram is at uh, iCreateMillionaires. At iCreateMillionaires. Yeah. And then, of course, Andy's at Andy Frisella. I'm at Vaughn Kohler. And one of the things I want to tell everybody is that uh, all of the, the, the notes from this podcast, this episode, as well as all the links to all of the books and the, and the people that we mention are all going to be at the MFCEO.com. You can always find them there. The specific link to, uh, li- to listen to this episode and also to specifically get it, uh, all the show notes, is www.themfceo.com slash P6. So uh, you, can, you can go directly using that link and you'll get all the information that we're talking about. Um, so yeah, you were talking, we were getting back to this, uh, this whole sales thing. There's a lot of stuff to cover, but I know, I know yeah, you man. mentioned at the beginning, this whole concept of it's, selling it's, yourself, I guess. Yes. It's, it, it is a, you have to take a step back. Okay. Because over the last 15 years, we've been in a transition period in our economy to where we've gone from where marketing drives sales to where product and value drive sales. And there's a big difference between that. What used to drive sales, TV, radio, print, and the messages that were put out on those medias do not drive sales anymore. They are becoming more and more ineffective, and people are tuning out because they know those messages are bullshit, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. So what's happening now is you're, you're, you're moving into a value-driven economy, which means the products that solve the, best, the problems the best 
are going to be the ones that sell. And then what's going to happen is you're going to buy a product from uh, Nike. You're going to say, hey, I like this product. You're going to write a nice review on their website. You're going to write a review on Amazon. And you're probably going to post on Facebook or Instagram, hey, look at my cool shoes, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how it works. It's a totally different thing. And so product's number one, you know. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the idea that you're going to trick people into buying shit because the only reason that was ever able to happen before is because they had no platform to give feedback on word of mouth. Right. That shit is over. So it took a while to, to catch up with people who had bad products, but that's not going to happen no, anymore. No, it's not. Yeah. Instant yeah. now. Yeah. You know, so we're in a really, the internet's really cool in that fashion because it's created a situation where we as consumers are more protected than we used to be. If you're any what you know, any bit intelligent. I mean, there's sure there's people that still listen to ads and think, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking buy that. But I can't remember the last time I heard an ad or saw an ad anywhere that I actually bought something without going online or asking my friends what they thought of that or if they had any experiences with that. Right. And I'm sure most of the people listening agree. Right. You know, absolutely. we just don't buy off advertisements. Right. It's just it's it's something that is it's losing favor. And what you're going to see in business is the companies that don't adapt to social marketing and micro marketing to one person at a time over the course of time, putting in the effort, showing that you care, creating value, solving problems. When you don't do that, those companies are going to fail. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. it's micro marketing. I like that. Yeah. It's I like, mean, that's, that's not, that's not a new term. You know, I don't yeah. know if that's the exact term, but um, you know, there's, it's just something that people they try to they, you try to capture all these people at once and you're so much better putting the effort right. in one right. person at a time yeah that sounds a lot like uh you know in marksmanship shooting a gun they always say aim small miss small right yeah so right. It's a similar concept so all right so let's walk through this uh sales you're you're the guru i'm the learner you walk me through i, I mean how you how you want to do this you want to oh man we can start with just that okay we just started products number one if you okay. don't have a good product you're fucking done that's okay. it all right. Start thinking about what problem it is that you're going to try to solve. Mm -hmm. What is the problem you're going to try to solve? Are you going to try to make somebody's teeth wider? Are you going to try to make them uh, more comfortable in their shoes? Are you going to try to help them increase athletic performance? What is the problem you're trying to solve? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then solve that problem mm -hmm. and then show people how well it solves that problem and then show people how many people, people's problems you have solved. Right. What if, what if they're already using a product that solves the problem? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, uh, okay. Then solve let's, it better. Let's, okay. okay. Okay, so take that plus one. How mm -hmm. can you take that to the next level? How can you create a product that takes this problem and not only solves it, but helps solve an, 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 an adjacent problem, you know, that these people still might have? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what it comes down to with the products. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're training the young fellers, as you like, you like yeah. to say— uh, you're sitting them down and, and you're talking about, you know, when people come into the store or whatever, right. you're, you're telling them, be thinking about solving problems, be thinking about, you know, showing people how X product fulfills their needs. Absolutely. Because, and, and a lot of guys come in thinking, Hey, I got to sell a lot of product. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to ring up, you know, $300 on a ticket before I let this person leave. And that's how mm -hmm. they come into us. Mm -hmm. and you have to break that down and say, no, look, your job is to solve this person's problem because not only are you doing the right thing, but when you do that right thing, you're creating the marketing in itself because that person has a platform to spread the word about you. Mm -hmm. Whether it be they're not online and they talk to five people or whether it be online and they talk to 700 people or in extreme cases, you know, somebody like myself or somebody who has, you know, a big following, maybe it's a couple hundred thousand 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's you have you have no idea what this person's reach is. Mm-hmm. So you cannot afford to do anything but solve that problem the best way possible. Right. You know, so my right. big thing is like I try to break down the guys from the mindset of selling to helping. Helping. Okay. Get rid of the idea we're gonna sell and start thinking, hey, we're gonna help. Okay. All right. Okay. And when you when you could get somebody to think that way and to see the long term value of a customer versus today's sale, which is very hard to do when you're running a business and you have bills to pay, but you have to put faith in in the process. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it might it might make it harder to pay bills today, but it's gonna make you a fucking fortune right years from now. Right. You know? Okay, let me paint a picture for you. I don't know if you can tell, but I've been working out. You know, my wife, yeah, can, my wife can tell. You look at the tell. Hulk, dude. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty close. It's like Captain America, at least. Von, 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 Von Banner. Hulk. Von, Von Hulk. Von, Von Hulk. Yeah. Okay, so I've been working out. So suppose I go into the next uh, supplement superstore, you know, or I, I go into the closest one. And I go in there and I say, well, hey, guys, uh, I'm, I need something to help me bulk up a little bit. You, you're, you guys are going to want to give me, what, Alpha Cree HD. But I say to them, listen, I'm from... I'm from the 80s, you know, so I'm still using Joe Wider's weight gain from right. back in the 80s. They're going to say, "Duh, that sucks. You got to you got to do this and this is why I'm going to solve your problem with this." I mean, is that is that No, no, no. Because that okay, <clears throat> in a, in a in a in a sales situation, that's where a lot of sales people really mess up, okay? Because okay. when people when you go to somebody and they're not on to whatever it is that you're trying to sell them on, it's your first tendency is to say why yours is so much better than theirs and jump right in and say, mm-hmm. Oh no, man, that's like what old people use, blah, 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 blah. But see what, what, what people don't understand in a sales situation is that by doing that, you're basically telling that person that they're stupid. Okay. Because they made that hmm. decision to, to put their trust in that product. So when you, when you run up against somebody who's doing something like what you just described and they're using a product that is dated or they're not up on technology, you can't go at them as like, Hey, this is so much better. And I don't even know why you're using that. Like people tend to do naturally. Right. You have to go at them and say, Hey, look, man, I used to do the same thing. That's, mm-hmm. that's the product we all started out on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a good product and, and you have to reinforce their decision to, you know, use a product because you're reinforcing what you're really reinforcing is that they're not stupid. They're not stupid. They made a good decision, but here's how we're going to improve that decision, which hmm. is essentially what you're there to do anyway. Right. You know, right. And, and that's a hard concept for salespeople. I get hit up all the time by, by salespeople and they're always like, Oh, you, you know, we get hit up a lot on credit card processing because we hmm. process a lot of credit cards. Right. Right. And always, they're always, Oh, I can save you so much money. I could blah, 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 blah. Well, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. How do you know that you're by you telling me how much money you could save me? You're assuming that I made a poor business decision with with the company I chose to go right. with. So right. basically, what you're saying is I'm a fucking idiot. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. So you have to get on the same page with whoever it is you're talking to yeah. first before you could ever talk to him about how to improve. Right. The right way to talk. The right way to approach that situation would be to come at me and say, Hey, Andy, I'm with so and so company. Uh, I'm sure you're getting a really good deal. You know. I, could I have the opportunity to sit with you for 10 minutes and just see if there's any way right. I can help you guys out? Right. Totally and, different thing. Totally different thing. You know what's amazing about the fact that we're talking about this is that, you know, I mentioned that we're getting lots of, you know, we're getting flooded with uh, emails. Got a lot of emails. They're all positive. One of them, one of the subject lines really caught my attention. It said, um, 
I'm really disappointed or we are really disappointed, something like that. And I thought, what? And it, uh, kudos to the person that wrote it, uh, got my attention. Yeah. But when I opened it up, it was essentially saying, and you know, if you're out there listening, I had nothing personal, but this is a great illustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I opened it up and it was somebody saying, Andy, your, your, your podcast is awesome. We love your Instagram. That's why when we went to the MFCEO.com, we were so disappointed to find out that it wasn't optimized. It went through all of this baloney. Okay. And it's, and, and I'm sitting here reading this going, what? And then slowly, but surely it, became clear that they said, but you know what? We'd be happy to help you make it better. Well, the truth is that ticked me off so much. Like I, yeah, how much time I, did you put in that website? I, what, a lot. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And, and frankly, I know, uh, that, that it was done well. Okay. And, and in, in addition, I went over to these guys, um, uh, social media because they claim to know a ton about social media. So I went over there and they had like 400 likes. Do you realize I do like nothing like I barely post anything on my personal uh, Facebook public page and I have 150 likes yeah. and you're in business and you barely got 400. Anyway, my point is, is that they essentially insulted me well, yeah, that, or us. People do that unintentionally and then just all said, the time. Right. And, and again, I, nothing personal against these guys. And I mean, it, it, on, on one level, it was kind of creative because they got my attention. Right. But it backfired on them because I was like, I'm not well, passing this on. That works. Um, that works with people who are inexperienced in business. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that aspect will work sometimes where you go to somebody and basically tell them how wrong they're doing it, but right. it won't work very often, especially with people who have experience. Right. Because it, just what you're saying, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing as me right. saying, Vaughn, why are you so fucking stupid? Right. Why did you not optimize the website properly? Right. Why did you, you know? Right. And then, and I mean, what's funny is this, <clears throat> I, I like, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm a pretty humble guy. Like I'm very open to people giving me feedback. Yeah. So if it would have done differently, dude, it's all in the approach. I would man. have. I would have completely. It's said, all in the hey, approach. Yeah. You know, and, but, and that, yeah. but see, and that comes back to what I was saying a minute ago. When you're when you when you think of it as trying to sell, you're more likely to come at somebody abrasively, right? Because you're not genuinely. And I, when I say help, when think about. Helping instead of selling. I don't mean like replace the word sell with help, like literally. Mm -hmm. I mean in your fucking heart, start thinking how you can help people right. instead of how you're going to sell them shit. Right. In your heart. Your right. intentions have to be pure. Okay? Because right. when, when, when your intentions are pure, you can get away with saying abrasive shit because it comes across as, oh, it just was a way that he said it. It wasn't right. exactly how he meant it. And when you're trying to sell and you say that same exact statement, it comes across as, as disingenuous and heartless and, and rude. Right. And, and you know, that's, it's just, it's not going to work anymore. So you're saying when you say solving someone's problem, and then when you're saying helping them, would, is it better to think of that as two ways of saying the same thing or two sides of a coin? Two different things. Okay. Selling people shit is, Hey, here comes Vaughn. I'm going to get him to buy X, Y, and Z. And the way I'm going to get him to buy it is by asking him these questions. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to close at this point in time when he ha answers these questions. I'm going to say this to close it. All right. It's like a preemptive strategy to get somebody to buy shit. Mm -hmm. All right. That's mm -hmm. selling. Right. Helping is genuine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Helping is here comes Vaughn. I wonder why he's here. Let me find out what his problems are and we'll find you a solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally different mentality. Right. And the thing is, is the mentality of the second side, of the helping side of the coin, 
That's the side that builds empires. That's the side that gets people to go out and say, hey, you know what? Andy's a good fucking guy. If you have a problem like I have, go see him. He'll help you out. He's not going to try to sell you shit you don't fucking need. Hmm. That's the point. Because when that person leaves there, they leave with an opinion of you. Whether they buy $100, $1,000, or $100 million, they still leave there. Mm-hmm. And the bigger dollars they spend, the more likely the influence they have in their community. And they leave there with an opinion. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And if that opinion is, hey, I just got sold some shit, right. you're in trouble. Right. If that opinion is, hey, that dude was really helpful. And you know what? Next time I'm going to go see him. And I'm going to ask them more questions. And then what happens is, is, you know, you educate the person, they start to trust you. They come back the second time, you educate them a little more, they trust you a little more. And then what happens is they become loyal. And when they become loyal, that's when they're like, you own the conversation, right? What, what I mean by that is you're at a cocktail party on Friday night and the conversation comes up about, you know, uh, the, the shoes you wear. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, I fucking got these shoes off Zappos. I, I ordered them. They were here the next day. They sent me a free pair of socks. They sent me a handwritten thank you card, blah, 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 blah. And you become a passionate, raving fucking mm-hmm. lunatic mm-hmm. for that brand. Mm-hmm. That's where the value is. Right. You have to get over today's sale and you have to think about the lifetime value of the customer and the things that you can do. And the only way you could do that is by actually caring about helping that person solve the problems that they have. Right, right. That's it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up just for a second and recap. Um, in terms of your your sort of your manifesto and sales, as, as far as I can tell, the salient points, if we could put it that way, are obviously start with a great product. Secondly, uh, you know, make it about solving problems, making it about helping people. You you talked about affirming something about their decision, not not cutting making them down, them but feel good making for, them you, feel you, good. You make them feel good for not knowing what to do. It's okay, right? And at the so at the beginning, we talked about you know the process of selling yourself, and and then we immediately jumped right into the the you know the the methods and the procedure, so to speak. Um, but I guess implicit dude, it, it, it implicit comes, in all it, that is it comes down to basic shit. Yeah, we're talking okay. Whether you're selling yourself, you're selling a product, you're selling your business, it's all the same. It's all the fucking same. How many people that are extremely helpful do you dislike? None. Exactly. Right. So you know somebody who is extremely helpful, and he says, hey, Vaughn, I'll come help you build your deck. Hey, I'll help you move. Hey, I'll help you this. Oh, and by the way, the guy sells fucking tires. Where are you going to buy your tires? Right. That guy. For See sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. Help people. Yeah. That's it. Help people, and then you also, I mean. Dude, second- our mission statement in our company is help people get results. Hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it's not help people get results as one sentence. It's fucking two sentences. Help people, period, Mm -hmm. get results, period, and then the word period. Hmm. Get it? Yeah. Help people. That's fucking it. It's the only strategy that you have to know to be successful in today's economy. Mm -hmm. Help people better than the next guy. Hmm. That's it. And, and, people, it, and instead of thinking like, oh, I'm going to sell this guy. And it comes, out, it comes down to selling yourself too, man. Dude, if you meet somebody, you shake their hand. Don't start thinking about what you can get from that person. Think about what you can give to that person. Right. When you, when you do that, you become valuable. Mm-hmm. Help people. That's it. Best sales strategy in the world. All right. There's really not that much more to it. Right. Right. So uh, just a second ago, you were talking about how it's not good to sell people things that they don't need. But obviously, there are people out there that don't necessarily know what they need. Like they, so, so part of good sales is creating that 
awareness right. that they need a product. Right. So how do you do that? And, and how do you do that in a way that helps people? Kind of fits within your whole scheme of thinking. Well, first of all, Pete, when you when you develop the attitude of I'm just going to help people and it's genuine, it's from your heart, mm-hmm. people will pick up on that. Okay, they have sensory acuity. They know they know what's in you before you even say it. Okay, so mm-hmm. when you have that genuine from your heart ability, I'm going to help this guy. Um, they're they're going to be less resistant to anything that you have to talk about. So. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody comes to you for a problem and let's say you solve that problem and then you think of how you can improve whatever result slash problem they're trying to go for, that's when you just, you know, you just show it to them without pressure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. One, of, one of the things that, you know, we teach our guys is just to say, hey, um, look, man, I wanted to show you this. A lot of guys are doing this this will help you with this, this, and this, you know, whatever that is. And it's just a genuine way. Like you're talking to your buddy, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. that's just another example of like a term that is out there that ruins fucking salespeople called upselling. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're, when you specifically try to upsell people, they know it. Right. You not know when you're getting upsold. Right. Everybody here has been to the fucking buckle. Yeah. You know, you go to the buckle and you're in there, which, and you're, and you're trying on clothes and you're, you're like, in there, and you feel weird for being in there anyway because the buckle's a weird fucking place. Dude, right, you're going to kill it. our ability to get some apparel I, from there. Look, you I'm know? not worried about oh, okay. it. Okay. I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of theirs. <laughs> okay. But they could use some fucking consulting, I tell you that. <laughs> you go in the buckle in your dressing room, what happens? Everybody knows what happens. What happens when you're in the buckle's dressing room? All of a sudden, fucking shit comes flying <laughs> over the door from all over the place like you're in a fucking rainstorm of fucking buckle apparel. You got shit hitting your face. You got shoes hitting you in the head. Oh, hey, try this. Hey, try this. Oh, I think you would look really good in this. Oh, really? I'm 285 fucking pounds. I don't think I would look good in a fucking skin tight fucking pair of skinny jeans, motherfucker. You know? Like, dude, be genuine. Solve the problem. That's an Instagram quote. Dude, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah, Buckle, no. whoever no, you right. are, but your sales strategy is fucking terrible. Yeah. No, you're right. You know? You're right. Dude, people know where they're being upsold. So... Continue that. Help yeah. them. You, yeah. if, 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 if you have three parts to an equation to help somebody, okay, let's say A, B, and C. They come into your place of business or you interact with them on the internet and A solves their problem, but B will help solve the problem mm-hmm. more effectively. You get the opportunity to present that B by earning their trust on A. Right. Okay? So when you effectively show them that A solves their problem and they're happy with that, then you're going to get an opportunity for B. It may not happen today. Mm-hmm. It may happen next week. It may happen next month. It may happen next year after they were so thrilled with the interaction they had with your company that they've advertised for you for a fucking year. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and say, hey, man, I want to accelerate my results here. Or I want mm-hmm. to get this better or I want this. It, it's going right. to come down to an opportunity for you to genuinely present that product. So, right. you know, <clears throat> you just have to earn their trust. Yeah, so before we worked together, and before I really knew you, I did, I did, this is really amazing, I just it happened to remember this, I did go into a supplement superstore, and I went in there and I told the guys, here, this is, this is what I want to do, this is, this is kind of, you know, basically I wanted to get big, and, well, not big, just, you know, ripped and good looking and all that good stuff, and it was Why? interesting. How are you going to get good looking for coming to the store, man? <laughs> well, that's true. I can't get. I, I'm just saying. Unless you offer plastic you're surgery, you're a pretty handsome dude. I don't Thanks, know if man. we can help you out. I'm like Professor X, man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Without no, the you're Von Hulk. Yeah, Von Hulk. Yeah. So anyway, but what what really struck me, I remember this, was that, dude, I was ready to load up. 
on everything. Yeah. And uh, and I was ready to spend some serious cash. That's right. And your guy, I don't even know who it was now, but he was just like, you know, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Like, I would establish a workout regime first or a, a regimen, not regime. Uh, I would establish a workout regimen. I'd start eating right and then come back here like three weeks from now. Yeah. I was, and I remember at the time thinking, dude, are you trying to All talk right, me out of? So, are you so, trying to talk me out of buying no, no, stuff? That's what you do. You do the right fucking thing. It's very mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. The right thing is get somebody the education they need to solve their problem with the least amount of investment possible, right? Mm-hmm. So you let them start that. Then they trust you, okay? Then they come back and they say, okay, well, what can accelerate this result? And you know what the best? You know what one of the best ways to build trust with your customers is? To tell them the fucking truth about what they don't need to buy from you. Hmm. Okay? Wow. And, you, and to do that takes fucking balls. Hmm. Right? Because it's the difference between in the beginning, you having a beer with your buddies on Friday night or not. Okay? Right. But if you're going to make your business decision based off of where you could afford to go to on Friday night for socialization, you're going to be reading the prices on the fucking menu your whole entire life. Right. You know, this is long term. Where are you going to be in 10 years with that attitude? You're going to be out of fucking business because I'm going to tell you right now, that person's going to know that you sold them shit they didn't necessarily need and they're never going to recommend anybody. And in fact, not only are they not going to recommend anybody, they're going to go out and fucking tell everybody not to go to you. Right. So, dude, with the way that social media is and the way the internet is and the way that interactions and recommendations and reviews are instant, you have to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You have no choice. Right. So, if you were to come in to one of our stores and our guys were to sell you all that same shit and you went home and let's say you didn't get results because you didn't know how to use the shit. Mm-hmm. All right. You end up, you say, man, I didn't get results and I'm just laying out how this works. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're going to say, man, I didn't get results. You know, they, they gave me all this stuff. I don't know how to use it. Um, I didn't really get results. Uh, I'm going to try this other place. And they go, you go down the street to our competitor and you know mm-hmm. what our competitor says? Our competitor says, yeah, man, um, you don't need all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You need to go out and you need to fucking work out. Right. Right? <laughs> you, need, you need to fucking stop eating so much shit. All right? And then come back to me after you've done that for a week, and then we'll talk about supplements, which are the third most important thing. Right. Not the fucking first and right. second. Right. And then what do you say? Then you go out and you say, God, dude, I went to this other store, and they fucking, <laughs> they, they fucking told me the truth. Yeah. I can't believe it. And you tell the story like you just told about us, but mm-hmm. you tell it about somebody else. Mm-hmm. So people are going to tell that story right. about somebody. Right. It might as well be you. So right. get the short-term thinking out of your brain and start thinking long-term and how I can make every single person an advocate of my business every way possible. Every right. Dude, I consult, I've consulted for literally dozens of businesses here locally in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. There's... <sighs> Barely any, I don't even, maybe out of dozens, maybe mm-hmm. one or two that can grasp this concept of mm-hmm. long-term. Mm-hmm. It always comes down to, man, I'm going to make the, I'm going to make this extra 50 bucks today. Right. Or I'm going to sell this person this, this, you know, nicer set of tires they don't necessarily need. Well, guess what? They're going to go on the fucking internet and figure out that they didn't need that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking you're tricking people. Right. You know, dude, this is a concept for business that people are not caught on to yet. So if you could just figure this out, what I'm telling you. You're going to be very successful because most people aren't doing it. They're still stuck in the old ways of how can I fuck my customers? Right. Right. Stop fucking people. Yeah. You know, it's that simple, man. Do the right thing. Tell the truth. Earn the trust. Earn the loyalty. It's that that simple. It's simple. 
but it requires discipline to execute. Discipline to execute and an understanding and, of the process and a commitment for, in the long haul. Okay, so it's so not dude, a quick fix. So let me tell you, you're not going to be a fucking millionaire in two years. All right, mm-hmm. you have all these people online on Instagram and shit saying, "Oh, what from fucking." Living in a fucking gutter to being a multimillionaire in 12 months. Bull fucking shit. Right. All right. Get and if, that you did, if you did, you're like a dude, like once in a blue moon. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's like one out of a billion. Yeah. And, and any, it, most people say they're full of shit. Yeah. All right. Secondly, get that idea out of your head. All right. The idea that's sold to you by media, by society, by all these people out there that you're going to become an overnight success and make millions of dollars in a week. It's not going to fucking happen. Right. All right. Because here's where that it gets dangerous. You're going to get dangerous because you're going to be in this for a year or two and you're going to be making good progress and you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say, fuck, dude, I'm not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I'm not driving a Rolls Royce. Right. You know, my house still sucks. All right. It's going to fucking suck. I'm just telling you that right now. Stick with it. Right. Because then what happens is those people quit at that point in time and go start something else. And then they do that for three years. Right. It's not it's not where they want to be. And then they quit and they do something else. And most people, most fucking people do that their entire lives. Right. Whether it be with a job or owning their own business. They get in a position where they're at a job for four years and they're like, fuck, dude, you know, I should be making as much as the owner makes. Uh, first of all, no. Second of all, <laughs> right. four years isn't that long. Third right. of all, you know, maybe if you applied a little more effort into, into being productive and valuable instead of bitching about what you don't have, maybe you would be a little bit further down the road. Right. You know? Right. And so the thing is, is that you have to understand that it's going to take time. And I think, you know, we're going to do a whole podcast on patience. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. podcast, Mm -hmm. but uh, understanding the time aspect is extremely valuable because if you think you're going to build a hundred million dollar company in two years, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) I mean, has it happened? Sure, it's happened. Right. Like if you're in the tech, if you're in the tech sector, dude, that shit happens. Right. Okay. Right. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. Right. If you're in retail like me, manufacturing like me, no, it doesn't happen. Right. But I'll tell you what, my shit's sustainable. It's going to be here 20 years from now. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you, you different areas have different potential for growth, but very, very, very rarely is it going to happen that fast. So you have to get your mind. Revolved and reprogrammed around how can I what how can I make this person an advocate for twenty fucking years? Mm-hmm. When you create that kind of loyalty, that person's going to go out and they're going to be so passionate about your brand that they're going to bring you three or four more customers. You see right. what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So yeah, that's how you can exponentially grow your brand without very very much money. You know, when I first started, we didn't have the fucking social media. We didn't have the internet was brand new. Nobody knew how to use it. You know, we, we didn't, we, we, we learned how to look at like naked chicks and that was it. <laughs> that was all we used it for. We didn't even know what email was. We just knew we could get like pictures of naked girls on the internet. I mean, I'm, I'm being real. No, man. I know you are. You know, I, I, it, I, trust it's, me. It's uh, a, it's, it wasn't you. It wasn't a tool that we knew how to use. Right. Right. So, and we didn't have it at our disposal. Now, now you have these guys who are starting up companies and if they run their social right, and learn how to leverage that properly, they can build their company very quickly mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, so so where, you know, I say, oh, it took me 17 years. Well, first of all, I'm fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. All right. If I had done shit right and and not focused always on making money and focused on providing value, like I'm telling you guys, instead of where I was focused on selling for the first 10 years of my company, 
If I had focused on the shit that I'm telling you guys to focus on, I would have done this in four or five years, not mm-hmm. 17. Mm-hmm. And that's where the value comes into. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to save you guys that 10 year lapse. And plus, then you have the internet on top of that. Right. You know, maybe you can do it in five years. You know, don't get discouraged because it took me 17. That's why we're talking about this shit. So it doesn't take you 17. Right. You know? Right. No, makes total sense. Yeah. So I want to break just for a second to uh, once again say that if you guys, you know, if you're first time listeners to the podcast, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, Check out our website. It's themfceo.com. If you want to specifically go to the website page, it's just themfceo.com slash podcasts. And uh, you'll find a lot of different resources on there. We're going to be working over the next, working hard over the next couple months to really build the resources. I know Andy's got some course ideas, some online different things that we're going to be doing. Uh, but we'd love to, we'd love to have you visit the website and give us your feedback. No, like, guys, it's not, we're, we're not asking you. I'm going to fucking tell you. <laughs> we had ten thousand downloads on an episode uh, yeah. yesterday, and and twenty thousand over the last two episodes. We got fifty reviews. If yeah. you guys think that we're providing value. Leave a fucking review, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we live and die by that shit. Yeah. If you guys don't review for, our, for our, uh, if you don't, if you don't help us, we, we can't do what we're doing. Right. So, so, you know, give us a review, hook us up, yeah. you know, let us know how we're doing and what you think. And, and, uh, you know, only if it's good. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, but, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm into sweetening the, sweetening the deal a little bit. So I tell you what, why don't, I mean, if they leave a review, Copy it, email it to askandy at the mfceo.com. Put your, I'm just, not everybody, but we'll randomly select, uh, put, your, put your address in the email and, you know, we'll send you something. I'm yeah, not sure what we'll, we'll send you, out. but we'll, it'll be awesome. That's cool. So, uh, so yeah, sweeten the deal a little bit. Yeah, that's you know, cool with me. Why do you have to be so hard-ass sometimes? No, Ty, right? Tyler's <laughs> got a really cool Beanie Baby collection. He'd be happy to donate a few of his Beanie Babies that we can send you. Yeah, well, Andy keeps on saying we're not giving... Not a, the give, alligator? Not the alligator. Okay, well, Andy keeps on saying we're, we're not giving away koozies, but, you know, we might someday. It's not, I know I said that as a joke, but... You know, koozies are pretty handy. They are. They yeah. are. So Chris has this new thing. My business partner um, has this new coffee cup. Yeti. It's called a Yeti. Yeah. And apparently it keeps ice for like a week. Yeah. Like, and he, dude, he's been stopping me every time I walk by his office. Yeah. Like, dude, you go to fucking check out the Yeti. It still has the ice in there since like <laughs> last Tuesday. Well, you know what he texted me? He's texting you about the fucking Yeti? He, he texted no, me. Not. No, I'm ser- He said to me, and I mean, technically, you know. All right, so wait, stop. All right, all right. All right, stop. stop. Let me stop. This is, the fu- this is the point of what the fuck we're talking about here. Okay. All right? The Yeti. It right. solves a fucking problem. It keeps your shit cold. Right. And it solves a problem better than any <laughs> other cup out there. So much so that you have my business partner, who is a pretty influential person, yeah. bragging about it to all his friends, sending texts to people right. about this right. fucking cup because oh. it holds ice good. Oh, it's, 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 it goes beyond that. Okay. So he, he texted me and he said, Vaughn, I think we should buy 50 of these, slap the MFCEO uh, logo on them and offer them as giveaways. That's what he wants to do. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, that's the power of word of mouth. Yeah. That's the so. power of a product that truly solves problems. Let me share a little story. I know we're getting long here, but I want to share a story about um, the wor- the power of solving a problem, all right, from my personal mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. All right, so when I was in, when I, I don't know, in 2009-ish, somewhere in that area of life, all the years run together for me, um, so I don't know what year it was, but um, I had a problem with my PC and I was always a PC guy. I was always a, uh, not p- politically correct. I meant like a personal computer right? because I was never a PC guy the other way, clearly. But <clears throat> um, 
I was a PC guy and I was the kind of guy who thought like, oh man, I'll never turn to Mac because, you know, Macs for like little nerdy dudes that sit in Starbucks and, and, you know, try to look cool with their little Starbucks cup and, and their Mac. And that's just not me. I'm a business guy. I'm about numbers. I'm about results. I'm about growing shit. I'm about getting fucking shit done. And so the Apple's not for me. Right. But I kept having these problems with my PC and it would just crash. And like I would be working, I'd be writing a blog, I'd be doing something, I'd be sending an important email and it would just crash. And there was no way I could get that information back. And so I kept getting more frustrated, more frustrated, more frustrated to the point where my my love for PC, I was like, dude, this is fucking unreasonable. I can't tolerate this anymore. I'm going to go check out what Apple has to offer, okay? And <clears throat> I went to... Uh, the Apple store here in West County in St. Louis. And I walked to the front of the store and I looked in the store and I was in like complete like terror mm -hmm. because here's me type <laughs> a business guy trying to get results, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I look in there and I see like 50 fucking Harry Potters, all of them, like all the cast of Harry Potters in the Apple store. Um, one of them was flying around on his fucking broom, you know, and, <laughs> And they're all like in this magical app, Apple fucking land. You know, I haven't seen a single one of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, uh, dude, listen, I haven't either, but this is what I imagine it to be. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so <clears throat> anyway, I walk in the store and I'm thinking like, because you know how like Apple has a pretty cult following. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to tell these guys I use a PC and they're going to fucking undress me and make fun of me and make me feel stupid. And then I'm going to get angry and leave. So it's right. going to be like a four minute thing. Right. So I walk in there and, and fucking Harry Potter flies over to me on his broom and he's like, Hey, welcome to Apple. How can I help you? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, man. I'm like, hold my breath. I'm like, all right, dude, <clears throat> here's the deal. I use a PC and I'm fully expecting him to, to like laugh, you know? And he's like, that's okay, man. PCs are really good for certain things. You know, hmm. uh, PCs are good at this. They're good at that. They're good at this. But let me show you what Apple does. Mm -hmm. He goes, I used to use PC too, and then I switched to Apple. And then I loved Apple so much, I got a job here. And I'm mm. like, all right, that's that's cool. Nice. You know, um, he, he was enchanting you. Yeah, it was it was cool, man. Yeah. Like he put a little spell on me, and I was like, all of a sudden, I was like <laughs> listening to the Apple, you know? Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> he pulls me over to the little station they have, and we start going through the computer. And we spent like three hours going through the computer, him showing me all this stuff because I'm slow when it comes to computers and most people learn their Mac in like uh, five minutes, but you know, it took me a while and, and we went through everything. He answered every question. Okay. I left there with a Mac for myself and for my girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I spent, you know, I don't know, 4,500 bucks probably on, on shit that I could have bought at Best Buy for 1500 bucks. Right. Right. So I go home. I'm messing around with the computer and I fucking love it. And not only do I love it, I love the experience this guy gave me because he didn't try to sell me on anything. He tried to help me decide which product is better for me. He hmm. let me make the decision. Hmm. Okay. He, he helped me. He did not sell me right. anything. Right. All right. And this is, this is the benefit of having a great product. When you have a great product, it sells itself. Hmm. All you have to do is help people learn how to use it. Right. Or help people understand how it's going to solve their problem. Right. So I go home. I post on Facebook, holy shit, I always thought PCs were for me. They're not. I love Mac. And anybody using uh, anybody using a PC, you need to take a serious look at Mac. All right? And I don't remember the exact post, but it was something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know how many people bought that. But the point is, is I was converted, all right? Right. Off of this experience. Right. And I went from being a hardcore PC guy 
to a advocate for Mac, not only on social media, but in life. Anytime I saw to this day, mm-hmm. anytime I see somebody using a PC, I'm like, dude, I'm like, have you ever looked at a Mac, dude? <laughs> yeah. You're using a PC. Let me tell, and I tell them the story. Right. Yeah. And, and then, so, but here's the cool part. So here's what happened. So at that time I had like eight managers of the stores. Um, I went in, I bought all the managers of Mac. Hmm. Okay. Uh, then I bought our district manager of Mac, my business partner of Mac, my brother of Mac. Um, then we went a little further. We were all using Macs. Then we switched our POS system to a Mac-based POS system called mm-hmm. Lightspeed. Okay, so now our store's POS systems are on Lightspeed. Um, then we switched to uh, inventory control on first form. Hmm. Now I have over 100 guys in our company that all use Macs. Wow. Okay. That one interaction, handling it properly, help versus sell, long-term versus short-term, made Apple millions of fucking dollars off of me. Wow. Okay? Yeah. That's the value of doing the right fucking thing. Yep. That's the value of building a product that solves problems, even if it's more expensive. Because I'm proud of that. I'm proud to be an Apple person. You know, no longer do I look at it like Harry Potter. Now me and Harry Potter are drinking a beer together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. It's yeah. it's a total people you have to look at it that way. If you don't look at it that way, you will not be in business very long. Wow. Yeah. I don't hmm. I'm not gonna tell that story. Yeah. That's amazing. Um speaking of Harry Potter, I was I was stuck at six hundred and sixty six Instagram followers, which is pretty pathetic, really. But um That's kinda like but to, I, that's like should bother you being a former pastor. It does bother me, but yeah. but I was wondering if you you happen to have posted something during our recording session because I just had a spike in uh, in followers. Somebody named Bluegrass Body Girls just followed me. Do you know her? Oh, Tyler must, Tyler, Tyler must have posted something. Anyway, I just increased my following. So There you go. So now yeah. you're past the devil's number. Yeah, I'm past the devil's number. Now you can number. sleep tonight. Right, exactly. But speaking of that, which if you want to connect yeah. with Andy on Instagram, it's at Andy Frisella. I'm at Vaughn Kohler. And like I said, Please, please connect with us. Um, sending emails to Andy, questions, anything. It's uh, askandy at themfceo.com. Now, guys, I know we joke around a lot, and I, I exaggerate a little bit. And, and, you know, I get a little enthusiastic here when I tell stories. You know, Harry Potter wasn't really on his broom. He was on, like, this battle cat like He-Man used to be on. But, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So the broom was an exaggeration. You know a lot of people are not even going to get that reference. because Yeah, well, look young. it up. Google yeah. battle cat. Yeah. It's the baddest yeah. shit ever. Yeah. All right. Thundercats um, is pretty cool. Too. But, guys... I'm here to help you guys. Vaughn's here to help you. The guests we bring in are to, here to help you, okay? Um, I want you guys to walk away with something that is going to help you be successful in life, all right? It's going to help you be successful in your job. It's going to help you be successful in starting a new business or growing your business. If you have questions, hit us up, man. There's tons and tons of good questions that, that quite honestly, I've been doing this for such a long time that I've probably forgotten and so a lot of times it's hard for us to come up with the right things to answer. So hit us up with the questions and, uh, and, and it's probably, you know, you might be thinking, oh, this is a dumb question. No, it's probably not that dumb. Mm-hmm. It's probably a really good question. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you hit us up. Um, so, ask Andy at the MSCEO.com uh, and, and, and we'll throw it up on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, um, do you think we have time to have you answer a question? Yeah, let's do one. Okay, let's do one. So this is coming from Dave from Philadelphia. By the way, if you send Andy a question, I, I love saying where you're from. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Dave. From what up, Philadelphia. Dave? How's what up, Dave? Steaks, bro? So, uh, so he says uh, when it Dave says, "Hey, Andy, when it comes 
time to start my business. I want to find some skilled and loyal people to grind with me in order to create something special, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but here's where his question is. He says, once you found your team, was it hard for you to relinquish some control of your business? Being that this company was your baby, I can imagine that it might have been unsettling at first to allow others to do a large portion of the work. How did, how did you do that? That's an organic growth. I mean, what's going to happen is, yes, when I, okay, this goes back to like when we had one store and then we had, and it was just me and Chris and we had to hire people to run a second store. All right. That's the most terrifying point in business. When you're ready to go from the first step to the second step. Okay. It's terrifying. You're like, fuck dude, I'm going to hire some people. They're going to steal all my money. They're going to cheat me. They're going to blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the first thing you got to understand. Most people are good, okay? Secondly, if you mold yourself into becoming a good manager, a good leader, you're going to help people find pride in their work. They're going to feel good about helping you. If you treat them right, they're going to want to help you naturally, okay? So get the idea of all the negatives out of your head mm-hmm. um, and start giving people a little bit of trust, and, and that will help a lot. And, and I'm going to tell you, people are going to fuck up. They're going to fuck your business up. I've had... I've had employees cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars on mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but here's the thing you have to look at. That mistake that they made when you're a, a, a little business and you're adding your first person and it cost you $1,000, and, and a lot of people at that point will fire that person. Oh, you cost me $1,000. But here's where you mess up as a leader right there because that $1,000 mistake is going to be a million-dollar mistake in 10 years or five years, mm-hmm. Okay. And you have to look at that mistake as an education. As long as you have somebody who's able to learn from their mistakes, you're going to be okay. But you can't go, <clears throat> you can't go in it with the, I see this a lot with businesses. Oh, that person cost me this today, so I'm firing them. No, that's their education just like when you made mistakes. Mm-hmm. So allow them to make mistakes, expect it as a cost of doing business, and, and, and grow as a team, you know? Right. Um, to answer the question, yeah, man, it's fucking nerve-wracking. It's very mm-hmm. nervous to give people control of your business. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the point is, is how many businesses have done this? Millions of other businesses have done this. You're no different. Right. You know, suck it up, deal with the stress, deal with the anxiety, and you'll grow from it. Right. Sounds good. Well, Dave from Philadelphia, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the question. Let's hit uh, one more. Oh, you want to hit another one? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's hold on. I'm trying on. to totally ruin my voice. I had to speak... Uh, Two long speaking engagements this past weekend, and my voice is still uh, pretty shitty. All right. So I mean, just... I'm trying to ruin it the whole way. That way, when I go drink whiskey this weekend at, at the lake, then I can just like say it was from the talk and not from the whiskey. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Dave from Philadelphia. We really appreciate it. I've got a lot of warm fuzzies in my heart for people from Philadelphia because all my f- uh, relatives are from there. But uh, you guys, you really have the meanest sports fans in the history of the planet. We sent you Sam Bradford. Be nice to that kid. So, you said you want to do another one? Yeah, we can do another one. Okay, we got one more. This is from Brock. And uh, you know what? I don't know where Brock is from, but but it's Brock B. Brock sounds like he's also from Philadelphia. Like Brock It does sounds a little like bit, a, yeah. Sounds like a tough name, kind of. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm from Philly. I eat cheesesteaks. I get punched in the face. Yeah. Um, says I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend that's Brock. So, I'm, 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 I'm so, clicking on his picture here. Oh, it's he calls himself Black belt brock see i told you he's yeah. fucking badass dude he's he's also from pa nah, i told you <laughs> i told you all right all right so his question is, is he really yeah that's it, fucking yeah awesome. it says uh lives in Ephrata, pa there you go all right that's pennsylvania for all you people 
don't know the state abbreviations. No, it's not. You're kidding. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so he says, hey, Andy, my question is, when you start your own personal brand, what can you do to keep your content interesting and engaging on social media without changing your style and just doing what others are doing to gain more of a following? I don't think you have any opinions on this. <laughs> Look, that's a whole nother podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it, like that comes down to being authentic. That's a great. Thanks for the idea, Brock. We'll, we'll do um, it out. That's. I'm sorry, I was talking over you. That's it, it has to do with what? Authenticity. Oh, authenticity. I mean, it's it's something that a lot of people don't really understand, um, but it really comes down to just being yourself and having the balls to uh, say the things you believe. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of things that that, that come across. Uh, my eyes over the course of a day that's that spur little ideas for content whether it be uh, you know like yesterday i saw they fucking banned the dukes of hazard from fucking tv land because yeah i mean come the fuck on man i know i mean let's let's be real dude yeah. dukes of hazard is american culture yeah i mean i know say whatever you want about the flag but to ban the whole show because it offends people right. i mean come the fuck on that's right. stupid yeah anyhow, Catherine Catherine just, bach doesn't look real good anymore dude, I gotta look tell you. man Daisy Dukes yeah, on the she, fucking she show. Didn't look good. She didn't look good anymore. Well, whatever. But not that that's a bad thing. I mean, no. I'm what are you joking. talking about? You're just going to rip on her and then you're going <laughs> to fucking back up? Come on, Vaughn. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> look, man. Here's the reality. I get ideas from everywhere. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's... it's. <clears throat> I see things. They spur an idea. I put it in my notes section on my iPhone. And then I say it the way I, I, I believe. Because right. I believe that there's going to be other people that agree with me. Right. You know, and sometimes they don't and that's okay. Right. You know, so it comes down to being authentic, being your real self and just, you know, learning how to, um, jot down the inspiration of the content. Right. right. I, um, I mean, I'll, I think that's a whole episode. Honestly. It is a whole episode. Yeah. I'm just going to tack on one other thing. Cause I know, I know you, you believe this is Brock. There's two things. One is Andy is the real deal. What he's, what he is on social media, he is in person. So that's a huge thing. And I think People resonate with someone's authentic voice. And then the second thing is providing value. You really do try to, you're not posting just for the sake of posting. No. I mean, I mean sometimes you post like pictures you know, of this I, and I, the, I try to mix it up because, but, you know, I don't want to be the guy who's always preaching. I mean, I, right. I preach enough. So sometimes yeah. I try to throw shit in there. But, yeah. um, you know, that's, I don't know, man. I, I just say shit when I feel like saying it. Right. That's the truth. Right. You know, I don't, I really don't do it. Like, Hey, I'm going to have like, we, like we have this strategy meeting of like, we're going to try to do this to build a following. It's, it's, it's just, I say the things that, that come across and sometimes they come, a lot of times they come from my own employees. Like they have, like I might see an issue with somebody and think, man, you know, that would be a good post. Or they might ask me a question. I say that'd right. be a good post. I might see something on TV and think, Oh, that'd be a good post. And I'll write that shit down. Right. Come back to it later and I'll make a post. Right. You know, that sounds good. Hey, while we're on social media, something we haven't mentioned that I, I should probably mention is that Andy is also on. Yeah. Snapchat. Snapchat. Right. Yeah, Snapchat's cool because uh, it's like one of those. It's it's the it like shows the real life aspect. You know, um, you can't really uh, pre-produce your Snapchats. So, yeah, you know, I like it because I feel like it gives people an idea of what's really going on in people's lives. Yeah. Uh, I actually prefer it to any other media. And, and you really cool. are serious when you tell me it's not about sexting anymore. No, it's not, man. All right. I mean, it used to be, I think that I got on it late, man. I've, you know, I've never gotten anything inappropriate on Snapchat yeah. personally, but yeah. I think that, uh, I think that. What'd you say your Snapchat was? Uh, it's MFCEO-1. MFCEO-1. Yeah. I'm uh, going to hold out unless there's some sort of. 
Oh, it's cool. Overwhelming, you, overwhelming outcry. Yeah. Everybody's using Periscope now too. I think about trying that out. Ah, I, haven't tried I, mean, it I don't even. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, Periscope's so. cool. It's like a live. It's live feed. Live, live feed. chat. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. not sure exactly how to use it yet. All but right. I'm gonna get on. Well, it. we if we do figure that out, we should do that while you're doing this. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be. All right, guys. The MFCEO.com. You know the drill, Andy. You want to close us out? Yeah, guys. Um, go review our shit on iTunes. <laughs> All right. Tell please. People Tell people about us. Let we'll give you a lot know. of reward. If we gave you value, if you learned something, I don't charge money for this. I don't ask for any money for this. The only thing I ask of you guys to do is leave me a review. Right. You know, leave us a review, ask questions, get interactive. Copy and paste it, email to me. Yeah. yeah. We'll get on it. We'll get on it. We I don't know what we'll sell you, but we'll sell you, or not sell you, excuse me. My mind's on sales. We don't know what we'll send you, but we'll send you something. Yeah. Vaughn not just, all of you. Vaughn just fucked up the whole show. I did. <laughs> No, just uh, just hit us up, guys. Um, we've got uh, a plenty of things that we can talk about, but but really, what we want to do is answer your questions. So, ask Andy at the MSCO.com, and we'll catch up with you later. <laughs>